Dr. Mary Ryan is a consultant endocrinologist in Bon Secours Limerick and a senior lecturer at the University of Limerick and you've heard her on this show many times in the past and she's saying that hormones are the key to unlocking better health for women, weight gain, insomnia, lack of appetite or sex drive, acne or other fertility issues can be some of the signs that something is not right with your hormones. Uh, She's written a book, It's Probably Your Hormones, and joins us this morning. Morning, Mary. Thanks, Joe. Good morning, and I would have loved to be down there, and sorry, I will get down there next time, I promise you. Thank you for having me on. Delighted to have you on the line. You're very good. Uh, Now, probably the only way that a man could ever get away with uttering the words, (laughs) it's probably your hormones, is when a woman has written a book with that title. (laughs) Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. Joe, I wanted to bring this book out, I suppose. um, I just wanted to, I've always been educating women and men, obviously, about hormonal health. Um, hormones are so important they they drive all of us we, you know we forget we're skeletons covered in muscle hormone completely uh, controls all our muscles all our organs our immune system and I suppose the reason we doctors are always harping on about uh, the importance of getting eight hours sleep at night is because if the hormone control centre isn't recharged then the hormones are off and then if your hormones hormones are off that affects your sleep that affects your sex drive it affects all, your, all of your organs adrenal glands you get lower cortisol your circadian are off and you get more stressed and emotional so I suppose it's trying to educate the public more, tell them why they need to eat healthily, why they need to pace, why they need to recharge because if they don't do that then they're, they're going to have a, a, an imbalance of the hormones and their hormone control centre like their iPhone and their um, Samsung needs to be recharged uh, just as much if you didn't recharge them they wouldn't work the following day, we're the very same and particularly in women because women have four hormones, uh, FSH, LH, estrogen, progesterone, relating to their period cycle, going around in that hormone control centre for the, from the age of 12 right up to beyond menopause. So women in particular need to, to be aware that they need to rest more because they've got more of a hormone flux going on. And if they have a heavy period thrown in or it's really long or if they have, you know, extra tired or on mid-cycle, that's when they get emotional. Um, so it's just to educate women and men because obviously men need to also look after themselves. Really the importance and how if you give people the awareness and, and the education, they can do it for themselves. Right. And I think this is what I'm trying to do, empower them with the knowledge. Yes, okay. And so give us a sense then of how you've covered it in the book. So I suppose, Joe, I just started off by explaining all about horm- what hormones are. So the hunger hormone, what switches on the appetite, what switches it off, the sex hormones, you know, the, the stress hormones. And one of them is prolactin. If it goes up too high, it'll inhibit ovulation. So women don't ovulate. And they might be trying to conceive. That might be one of the big problems that they're so stressed, they're not ovulating. So people don't forget that we're very much in control of a lot of this ourselves. Um, you know, the not sleeping melatonin, for example, is our sleep hormone. If we overstimulate stimulate ourselves with blue light, with the phones going to bed, that interferes with your melatonin, and then it's harder to go to sleep. So all everything is interconnected, and we we don't realise this. 
so I basically explained all that about all the different hormones there are, about insulin, talked about diabetes, but also talked about fertility, about periods, what a normal period is, because a lot of people think it's seven days long. It's not. It's four days. Um, so just educating people about periods. You know, I've always been talking about perimenopause, menopause, but I did a little section on that because I started that eight years ago telling people about it, and thankfully the whole country knows now. But then I, I also spoke about men's health, about heart disease, erectile dysfunction in men because it causes a lot of problems. It's not an issue that's spoken about enough and it needs to be spoken about because a lot of men suffer from it. Lack of, lack of libido both in men and women, all related right. to a hormone imbalance. Yeah. So really it was just taking them through all that and then what are the things I'd okay. like them to do. Yeah, uh, We're chatting to Dr. Mary Ryan, consultant endocrinologist in Bond's course Limerick and a senior lecturer at the University of Limerick about her book It's Probably Your Hormones. Now you have a chapter in this book about self-esteem. Is this hugely connected, do you think, with what's going on with hormones? It does, Joe, because all of us, we all have different stories and we all have come from have a different journey in our life. But I particularly see it where, uh, you know, a man or a woman would come in to me, they're absolutely exhausted uh, and they would come in and they would say that, uh, you know, their energy levels are 2 out of 10 when they should be 10 out of 10. And I would examine them and do their blood tests and then I would sit down and say, right, give me your day. And their day might have been they got up at 5 o'clock in the morning, they tried to get a, a you know, a run in for, for even though they were exhausted, they still made themselves do the run. Then they came in, then they got the kids up, kids would be teenage, teenagers, they made their lunches instead of getting the kids to make the lunches. They kept going then all day and then they ran back in it in the evening, you know, cleared up everything instead of asking the, 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 pe- the people around them like their children to help them. So a lot of this comes from the fact that, that you don't appreciate yourself. So if parents don't realise their own self-worth, they're not going to know their boundaries, not going to know when to set down, they're not going to ask people for help, they'll just constantly be givers. So we have to put the gaze on ourselves in order, to, and that totally affects hormonal health, because if you are running all day, never sitting down, never listening to your body, never taking time to eat, as a lot of parents don't, they run out without their breakfast, they skip lunch because they're working so hard, but they'll make sure their kids get their lunch. Um, and, and they're just doing everything morning to night and then activities and, you know, rushing, rushing, rushing. The problem is the hormones do go off balance and hormones control the immune system. Uh, they will, if they affect the immune system, they'll either attack the thyroid, you'll get an under or overactive thyroid. You'll get severe, you know, you're more, more likely maybe to develop COVID. A lot of us have, have not got it. Some have have. Um, glandular fever, get a severe post-viral syndrome, or even more sin- more sinister like cancer. So th- there's an awful lot we can do. And if you have a low self-esteem, you don't know your boundaries. You don't love yourself enough. You don't know that I have to look after myself first, a bit like and the Erlingers when they're when they're doing the the you know the mask and and the attending to yourself. You have to look after yourself first and foremost, and you can only do that by really re- seeing yourself for what you are, being totally separate, have a total consciousness that you are unique, you're the best person, uh, you know, you're, you're meant to be here, and that your life isn't just to serve others, right. you also have to serve and, yourself. And Mary, I mean, a listener's wondering, are you an advocate then of HRT? Well, for certain people, it's fantastic. So it's, it's, HRT isn't for everyone, and I've made that clear in the book. So HRT is brilliant for certain people. I would get certain patients coming in, and they would be terrible sweating, flushing, desperately so, changing sheets three nights a week. They would need HRT so long as it was safe for them. And it wouldn't be safe if they had a family history, like a mother uh, or sisters with estrogen-dependent breast cancer. So they have to discuss that with their doctor. But some patients don't want HRT at all and do very well with 
just treating the restless legs and taking natural supplements and having a very good diet and adjusting their lifestyle. The good thing about menopause, it makes women pause and look at their lifestyle and say, how could I now better look after myself for the next 50 years? Because they're only midlife and women and men are now living into their 90s. So it's a way of reflecting on their life and looking and see, how can I live my best life? What can I do for me now? How can I make sure my heart health is good, my bone health is good? Because all of these things change in menopause because the arteries are, you know, more elastic. Um, and, and, yeah. and, and you mentioned it, uh, that someone... You going through the menopause may also have teenage children who yeah. have their uh, own challenges with their hormones you know yeah. female or or male and Absolutely. I, I, I imagine you know that can be a combustible combination in a house totally but the lovely thing joe is we're now talking about it you know in our in our day and previous generations it was never spoken about so boys and girls didn't feel they could talk about you know the issues relating to puberty before now i think by his opening up the story and you know making it a, a family conversation nobody's embarrassed about it girls are no longer sent home now you know with a hot water bottle if they have a, a very heavy bleed instead they're taken to their doctor and there's there's treatment given which is right but there was so little education back then on women's and men's health that you know with it, thankfully we're now coming out and educating the public and allowing them then to realize maybe I do have a problem and maybe I need to go to my GP and and get treatment and you know I've heard all the stories of of uh, men and women suffering so it's just you know educating them further so that it's giving them the knowledge then to do something about yeah. it yeah um, and that's what I want to do and, and a listener in Croom says some schools are now more tuned into hormone related issues they have support services in place for students who don't feel well, be it hormones, mental health, special needs, but not all schools are the same, says this listener, and this is a pity. Would you agree, Mary? Yeah, well, I suppose, we're, we, you know, we, we, we were very much behind in that regard. I think in the last eight years, with all the talk of menopause, erectile dysfunction, you know, um, there was a lot done on that. I think we're opening up, which is good. Society is opening up and we're talking about these very important issues because without puberty and without all this happening for men and women, we wouldn't have natural evolution. So it's very important it happens. But thankfully, the shame has been taken out of it, which is only right. And, and now, you know, we are able to talk as much families but it needs to start at the school as well as the family the family also have an onus to, to bring it up but schools all need to and i think from what i've heard the department of education are very much pushing this agenda that they will talk about and i know they're actually introducing it also in national schools but definitely in secondary schools it needs to be front and center and and take the embarrassment out of right. it it's uh, not a shameful thing as a matter of interest dr mary ryan you even within your own profession which mm. has been portrayed frankly as part uh, patriarchal uh, over a number of decades yeah. have yeah. you seen in the course of your career um an enlightenment in this area totally totally i mean i would have had uh, listened to patients who said that there now there's some amazing male doctors by the way dealing with menopause but just some wouldn't have wanted to deal with it um so i think part of that was that you know i i know for a fact and i'm lecturing in, in medicine that there wasn't enough focus on female education uh, you know on, on with regard to sex education with regard to menopause perimenopause and and um, you know may, issues relating to men as well that needs to be brought more into the medical schools as well and we are doing that and the ICGP are very much done a big thing now on, on menopause but yeah without question we were totally behind uh, women only came into I mean I only I only had I think two female mentors when I went to Trinity College now thank God there's way more so thankfully the fact 
fact that more women are medicine, it's more balanced. Mm. I think that's And good. has it helped that so many women are GPs as well and on the front uh, line of this? Without question, and they're pushing women's issues. You know, and that's, I'm not running down, there's some men now that are brilliant as well, so I'm just saying, but I think it's always helpful when you have a balance of the sexes. And I think, yeah, now that more women are in medicine, but also that women are more educated outside of even medicine, they're pushing the agendas, which is wonderful, and they're wanting this to be spoken about. So, for example, you know, the whole prevention of endometriosis, you know, heavy periods, allowing girls having 70 periods when they should be only four, and allowing them suffer for years on end, and probably causing fertility problems down the road, that that shouldn't happen. Uh, the, the The lack of listening to patients um, and, and dealing with these issues. Like, I mean, I cannot understand how it was left for, for so long that periods weren't addressed. Girls were just sent home. But isn't it, I mean, isn't it true that, you know, again, it's a societal thing, that one yeah. of the reasons that this issue and issues related to it is only now coming to the fore is that men who control things societally, ultimately, uh, did not have the same challenges around their hormones as women. Yeah, you know, no, it's a very good point, Joe. Absolutely, and it, I suppose it, it also says that we, that's why we need a balance of sexes across the board. You know, in business and in all other areas, because you do need to hear have the balance of men and women, and both will have different issues. Yeah, you're so so right, mm. and it, it's 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 come. Uh, you know, all the women that have suffered in the past. You know, they, they will all say we, the one thing we want now is for the next generations not to suffer, and they're thrilled with this. New Thing. And just briefly go back to something you said. You made a very interesting point about when you were in Trinity and you know there weren't that many female mentors that you could look at. So you know mm. you, your own journey in medicine has, has been part of the, the larger theme we're talking about. Yeah, totally, totally. I was very lucky to have Professor Maureen O'Brien. She taught me anatomy in Trinity and she was brilliant. And she then I did the scholarship in Trinity and I specialised in female infertility, which was funny because I then had a huge interest in it down the road. But that, that was all very new and it wasn't even covered in the course. You had to do it outside the course. And then I, I had Dr. Patricia Crowley, who was a fantastic gynaecologist. But yeah, you do need mentors and female mentors as a woman to be able to aspire to just as much as men need male mentors. But you definitely need a balance and uh, I suppose you know th- in order to push agendas there has to be m- equal um, mm. male and female and, Yeah. and finally for now are we 10, 20 30 years away from getting a complete handle on this or is it much closer in your view? Oh I think I think it's much closer. I think the menopause thing took a whole life of its own which is wonderful I'm sure some people are sick of hearing about it but when you hear all the people that have suffered for years I'm delighted it's it's been talked about and that you know partners now are allowed to be supportive and families now know what their mother is suffering and nobody you know it, if you know what's going on you, you, you know at least you're not ignorant of it and you can help somebody and it's, it's a win-win for both so I'm thrilled with that but I think that that's taken on such a momentum, Joe, I think that, you know, we'll be now addressing all issues for men and women. And that's just, that's that's so, so right. right. And that people don't feel shamed, that they can talk about it. And no matter what issue is, is going on, that they can come forward and get help for it. I think it's fantastic. Okay. Well, well, the book is, it's probably Your Hormones by Dr. Mary Ryan with Jennifer Stevens, uh, just published and uh, available in all
all good bookstores, as they say. Um, and uh, Mary, you know, with your lecturing at the University of Limerick and your consultancy in Bon Secours, will you go into the fancy new building that Bon Secours are building out there? Uh, I know, it's not absolutely fabulous. It's going to be terrific, uh, all the extra beds, and God knows we need them. So it's fin- it's fantastic, Joe. We're delighted with how things are going. We're not sure yet. I'm sure we will be going in, Joe. We're not sure where the consulting rooms will be. Will they stay where Barrington says? With that, there's a lot of, you know, of discussions going on at the moment. But I'm thrilled about the, the new building, or the new hospital. I think Limerick uh, and the surrounding counties badly needed it. Um, you know, we certainly have not enough bed capacity at all. So I'm thrilled and it couldn't come at a better time. And it's oh, looking fantastic. So it is. It hopefully. Is. Yeah, progress yeah. being made there. I pass it every day and I'm seeing all the work that being, being done. In it. All right, well, listen, thank you very much. Always great to chat to you. Dr. Mary Ryan, consultant endocrinologist in Bon Secours in Limerick and senior lecturer at the University of Limerick telling us about this book that she has brought out. It's probably your hormones. Your views, your news, your Limerick today.